This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. Best of the month to you, sir. Good evening. Good evening to you, too. How are you? What's up? Uh, It's a sacred time for the Jews. Is it? Yeah, no? It's like between the... Ah. Tetz Be'av and Yud Zayn Betamuz, right? Yeah. Nine days. You have the nine days or the 14 or the 15 days. Between like the falling of the outer walls and the actual destruction of the temple. Like, or the siege, uh, and then the destruction yeah, yeah, yeah. of the temple. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Look at me. Wow. So knowledgeable. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm you're getting... not eating meat, I'm assuming. Because you're not supposed to eat meat during this time. I mean, it's meat that was grown in the lab. Oh, okay. That's fine. Okay, That's fine. Yeah. They, they, they said that's okay. Yeah, I grew it in the lab. Yeah. And by lab, I refer to my trash can. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's really gross. So we have, first of all, I think we should start with this. We have some really exciting news for you guys. We have ah. a live episode coming out. Yes. Um, I mean, the new, it's not news because it's already happened. It's already happened, but the news is that it's, well, the, it's news that it, nothing can be news it's news that I managed to record it. You can't have news about things that didn't happen yet. True. True. Right? True. I mean, you but if it happened a week things. ago, it's no longer news. No, no, news is a very fickle <laughs> thing. So anyway, we had a live episode with Michael Oren at the Soho House. If you guys are listeners abroad, first of all, it's going to be coming out as an episode uh, soon. Uh, it's a very interesting uh, episode about Michael Oren's vision for Israel in 2048. We talked about all the like hot topics that are going on in Israel right now, from the judicial reform to Arabs and Haredim. Eitan's new glasses. Eitan's, yeah, well, you know, I had to get them. I had to look intellectual. I had to play the part. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was really, how, out, how was it for you? It was really fun. Right? It was really fun, It was fun, our first man. time like was, in front yeah. of audience, and, and people came. Yeah, 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 yeah. How there was weird. like 50 people there. Yeah, including some fans of the podcast. Yeah, we had Gabrielle. Yeah, shout out to Gabrielle. And, um, yeah. Gabrielle was there. She flew all the way <laughs> over to Israel just for this episode. No, she just happened to be here, so we had a, we had a, a fan of the podcast in the house. And, and Your parents? Were, my parents were what there. What did they say? They thought it was really interesting, yeah. and they really enjoyed talking to him after the show. Oh, nice. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Um, but it was, it was a great time. Yeah, it was organized by Tel Aviv Salon. Yeah, so thank you, Jay. Yeah. Um, Jay, Jay helped uh, organize this. A good friend of ours, and um, and basically, what I'm what I'm trying to say is that there are more to come. So if you're mm. listeners in Israel, uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned, and hopefully, we'll have some more live episodes coming your way. Unless. Soon. The state will no longer be. Yeah, which and, they, is, and they will take away our right for free speech, the dictatorship. That's the good scenario, but I'm afraid we won't get to that because nuclear gonna, holocaust. No, they're gonna basically they say it's the you know the protesters the way they say it's the end. It's the end. No, I thought they're just claiming it's the end of democracy, like we're a dictatorship. But you can live in a dictatorship. But to prevent dictatorship you gotta ruin everything yeah but dictatorships they quash like uh, uprising but we're not dictatorship yet 
So yeah, but when we become, we, no, there's something so paradoxical they say, here. So he, well, they say before we become a dictatorship, let's ruin everything. Ah, I so see. The, the I see. They won't let us become a dictatorship. Right. I see. They're By rather, burning everything down. Exactly. That's logical. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. They um, will not live in a dictatorship. Yeah. So they'd rather, yeah. Yeah. No, they, it's a good cause. <laughs> fighting, fighting the good fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, but cynicism aside, um, the fir- the tiny fraction of the first part of the judicial reform passed on when was it yesterday? Two days ago? Last week? Last, Last week. week. The reason it was, was the night we were. It yeah. was the day we were recording the yeah. uh, live episode. Last, Last week on Tuesday. Um, reasonability. Reasonability clause. Yeah. Which, What's that about? It's basically so. As part of uh, Barack's uh, judicial overhaul of uh, Judge Barack, 1992. Aaron Barack. Uh, he came up with this uh, notion that uh, he, the Supreme Court, can rule out laws and decisions and anything the government does, essentially, because it's not reasonable. Mm-hmm. Now, who says what is reasonable and what's not reasonable? It, there is no law right that defines what's reasonable and what's not reasonable it's all between the two ears of the judge essentially so if let's say Eitan is the interior minister god forbid and he wants to i don't know deport all the illegal aliens right um and it's legal it's important to 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 note that the reasonableness clause I mean, it isn't necessary to use the reasonableness clause when something violates clearly a law. Meaning, yeah. when a decision, a government decision violates law, then you use you don't the need. law. Yeah. And you use that law to refute the decision to say this isn't this isn't a legal decision. Right. But the reasonable reasonableness clause was 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 basically employed anytime there were no laws that could clearly but the knock judges down didn't like a decision. It. But it, it it didn't fit with a certain agenda. Yeah, but let's be a little bit more objective. It didn't it didn't uh it didn't sit well with the judges. It didn't sit well with with, with their the, politics with the ju- with the Supreme Court justices. Yeah, I agree. It's that. But <laughs> if we're gonna steel man the other side, it's they are the checks and balances on the uh unbridled power of of the legislative of the elected officials you know um uh, majority rule they are supposed to contain majority rule and so they they have another tool in their arsenal right, but, but yeah but the the thing it's not is a very good argument <laughs> the the way that it was used the genius of it because one of the claims of the anti reforms about the reasonability clause clause is that um, is that only forty four uh, laws or decisions were overruled because of using this tool, right? But the whole beauty is that because of this, you know, in every ministry in the government, you have the judicial advisor, mm-hmm. right? And the this, attorney general of that office. Exactly. Yeah. In Hebrew, it's the advisor. Yeah. Uh, and this attorney general of the office is appointed, 
like you, if you're a minister you cannot change that person right you yeah. get that person and you cannot control who is this person in your office yeah. so let's say you're a minister of transportation you know and you say okay i want to build a road here right um and you according to the law you can do it but then it doesn't need to go to the court even because you're Uh, your uh, legal advisor of the office will tell you, listen, Eitan, Mr. Minister, uh, you cannot do it because there will be an appeal to the Supreme Court against this decision and they will surely overrule it because of the Reasonability Act or yeah. tool. So that's the thing. So using that logic, hundreds, if not thousands, if not tens of thousands of actions decisions were stopped before they were even reached the yes court. we're stopped so before that's they even reached that's the court. why this is so important because it prevents and it was mainly used against right-wing governments because when the left was in power a year ago they did a lot of unreasonable things right yeah, for example lapid handing over a big chunk of israeli waters to for example hezbollah yes And that didn't wasn't turned down because of reasonable. So it's yeah. all agenda basically. Yeah, but the the left is really like decided to do a whole campaign about this and basically the left's been on a campaign for the last six months. but let's give you guys a little bit of like headlines about it. Times of Israel bill to erase judicial reasonableness test for politicians passes first reading. Uh, best by beset by protesters and firmly encouraged by Netanyahu coalition advances legislation that bars courts from reviewing reasonableness of affected elected officials decisions so I'm not sure it actually applies to the legislation like they can knock down they can uh, they can knock down government decisions with protests bearing down on them inside and outside the Knesset's walls Lawmakers early on Tuesday passed the first reading of the controversial bill to block judicial review over the reasonableness of politicians' decisions. The vote marked the first approval of a judicial overhaul bill since Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu suspended the far-reaching overhaul legislative package in late March. Passed, by the way, with a vote of 64 to 56. It's a pretty safe majority. Yep. It's obviously got a very strong opposition, mm-hmm. meaning when things, sometimes things pass with a, a simple majority, right? But you have a lot of people not showing up. It could pass with 40 to nothing or something like that. Yeah. So there's obviously people who are very strongly opposed to this. But they held a disruption day last Tuesday. Yeah. With blocking roads all over Israel, blocking the airport, um, not allow- allowing ambulances to pass. Um... Which, which was disgraceful. And now they're doing it again this week, tomorrow, Monday, and on Tuesdays, so two days. And they also called for a week of disruption. So they're basically running they're loose. They're calling this whole month. I mean, there's, yeah. there's the year, billboards. The year the... No, they're calling the whole month. They are. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, there's the billboards month, yeah. lining Ayalon Highway and all yeah. of Tel Aviv called the uh, July, July resistance. Resistance, resistance yeah. of July. And, and um, the, the copy is so funny. It's like, resist, resist, resist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like I, I, we're living in, a, in the real-life version of, of the 19, wave. Yeah. I was thinking more like 1984. It just doesn't, it's like, it's so Orwellian. It doesn't, like, it's just ridiculous. It, you really ask yourself, like, these, these people, I don't, I don't, like... I, Have you, have you had a conversation with one of them that, that makes, like, any sense? No. 
There's something so like it's I, mantras. I, I, we've had we struggle to have like uh, calm, like intellectual conversations in my family because they usually break out. You know, we're we're on opposite sides of the spectrum. A lot of us, mm-hmm. um, and they usually break out into fights. So we kind of avoid them like the plague. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I, so I can't. I no no. So I can't say whether you know because I don't think that some of the people that I know relatives and friends included really believe that this is the end of a democracy and then if it's not then what is the great up like right and then and then they 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 fall back onto the claim no they fall back onto the claim that it's not the end of democracy, but it's the beginning of the degradation of democracy. Right, the salami method. Yeah. Right, that's what they say. It's a little pieces, little thing yeah. pieces you cut from the bologna. So, but then, so where do you draw the line in the salami method? Like, why don't, why can't we say it's the salami method? You guys are just cutting a slice away of salami with another 5% of taxes. So, resist! Resist. <laughs> like if 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 you say it's the salami method, then there is no such thing as a civilized society because any time a slice is sliced off in either direction, mm-hmm. the smallest slice can be claimed to be a salami slice. Yeah, and then ostensibly we should all, ra- you know, pick up arms and resist. Right. So so either it's the salami method, and then calm the f down like let's see if this gets to a dictatorship that you know is is it a chunk of salami is that what you're saying it's like a big chunk of salami like this takes us halfway to dictatorship like it's kind of like climate change like you can't get real like details out of them it's just this is the end yep it doesn't make any sense and i I, like 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 what is the big deal can you what? I mean, maybe the only thing is the override clause that I can say, you know what, that I I don't know if I like it or not. But even in that, like, it's like, they, okay. uh, you know, in some places you saw the interviews, the they interviewed the protesters in one of the channels. And the pro- one of the protesters said, I don't want the Amsalems. Yeah. Right. And yeah. those people, the Mizrahis, basically. Yeah, that's that's to... how that's interpreted. But like, you can't put that on that guy. Maybe he meant the Amsalamim, like as in the corrupt politicians. Maybe. You know, that's just another Maybe. one of the whole. That's like on the the frequency of mass media, right? The mm-hmm. mainstream media, where they're like, "Oh my God, he's." No, but like, their main care. claim, like when you hear Amnon Abramovich, and uh, so when you okay, let's talk about Amnon Abramovich. He's one of the top yeah. Channel Twelve uh, commentators. Okay, commentators. so I listened to him on Friday. So he explained what's so bad about reason- reasonability. Okay, what's his what's his like example? If there is no reasonability clause, okay. The minister, so you give an example that uh, the minister uh, Nir Barkat, the minister of uh, economics, uh, there he has a clerk at his office, a very high-ranking clerk who she's the responsible about competitions or something like that, okay, um, or responsible for uh, um, overseeing business and uh, monopolies and that. So he's not happy with her, but he can't fire her. Right, because if he fired her, 
there will be an appeal to the Supreme Court and, uh, and they will say it's unreasonable. So Amnon Abovovich is saying without this clause, uh, he can fire this woman and appoint someone else. God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> and Amsalem, who is a minister also in Bibi's government, Amsalem can also fire a, like a clerk he, he doesn't Meaning like in his elected office. officials exactly. can fire and hire non-elected uh, as uh, they as they wish non non-elected uh, politicians not politicians uh, bureaucrats uh, yeah exactly yeah how, how awful how awful you know what's ironic <laughs> is that it's so ironic that the like what the reasonableness clause in most Western democracies is like in order to avoid such an unreasonable, such a ridiculously unreasonable decision mm-hmm. that, you know, that... Um, yeah, like the, paint all the roads in black. Like the classic is that the the, the Caesar would make his horse his, his, Senator. his vice or yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. And, and it's so unreasonable, right? Their opposition is just so unreasonable. It doesn't like what what would make sense is that whole idea is like if you if you can say, okay, you know, I don't know, uh, look at this, look at this government. They, they just passed a law. They just tried to pass a law that like Arabs should be murdered, should be executed for being Arab, or we should, you know, what? Let's not go that extreme. We should, we should uh, build. Uh, gated communities and move all the Arabs into gated communities. Okay. It's like, oh, wow. But, like, what is the government doing? Like, what is so unreasonable? What's unreasonable is the fact that they can't swallow the pill of... Democracy. We won. Yep. It's just crazy. And they're blocking roads, and it's super annoying, super annoying, and the police isn't doing anything. Um, and now, which brings us to some viral videos that went out yeah, of right-wing um, people, basically right-wing vo- voters, right-wing supporters, um, government supporters uh, in the north. Because in the north, yeah, the people of the anti-reform, they blocked the entrance to Kiryat Shmona, which is a big city in the very, very north of Israel. And the people of Kiryat Shmona are very pro-Likud, pro-Netanyahu. So they went to the kibbutzim in the north and blocked them, like kibbutz Kfar Giladi. So they blocked it. <laughs> and this morning, uh, some right-wingers blocked the road to going out from Shikma Bresler's kibbutz, who is one of the leaders of the protests. Um, and those videos went viral because the, the people in the kibbutzim, they're shocked they're shocked and all the left-wing twit twitters and uh, they're shocked yeah it's a uh, it's it's funny it's funny yeah it's, it's funny. it is funny and it's, it's funny. and it's like it, your first reaction it serves them right but i think they after giving it some thought i i generally i'm against the whole blocking the roads also on the right side. And we almost went down to the Ayalon when we were at the protests and mm-hmm. you actually didn't want to. Right. And, and then I stopped and I, I'm glad that I didn't go. And after giving it more thought, I think that, yeah, it's not uh, like the classic don't stoop to their level. Mm-hmm. Now, when a civil war breaks out, 
then I think we should be so disproportionate that like they would second get like build a fucking moat around the kibbutz and never let them in and let them starve for a few days and then maybe ship in some food. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> what, what an evil what I'm, say, what I'm saying is when shit goes to shit, mm-hmm. then you 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 should be ruthless. But 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 before then I don't wanna like slowly degrade society and and end up somewhere that we can't take back. Like we should we should take it upon ourselves to preserve civilized society here for as long as we can. And we shouldn't we shouldn't stoop to their level. We shouldn't block roads and, and do these small disobediences. And yeah, I agree. We should I um, wouldn't do it. We but... should fight back with all the force in of of a uh, all the democratic force that we can, which is we should hold our politicians to account. This first clause is not even nearly enough. If they don't pass more, then they're going home as far as I'm concerned. Um, they should have done this much sooner and much bigger. It's like a day late, a dollar short. But yeah, I and it, it, what's incredible is like some of the intellectual elite in Israel are behind all this. Some? I mean, some. Most of the intellectual elite. We have Yuval Noah Harari. He brought my attention to two articles that he that he uh, published in Haaretz mm-hmm. this last uh, week. And he writes in one of them, the title is, Can Judaism Survive a Messianic Dictatorship in Israel? What will happen to Judaism if Israeli democracy is destroyed by supremacist zealots? And the worst is a second article, which calls for basically the destruction of Israel's security apparatus. Anshay cyber, which means cyber professionals, of the defense contractor workers. Haaretz guys, they never translated this op-ed. Yeah. They translate all of his op-eds, but this one, uh, they... They didn't. They, they failed. Do you want me to... So, the, so he says, cyber professionals and workers of uh, defense contractors do not arm Netanyahu Levine's government. Right. The the um, revolution or the the judicial revolution overhaul. is coming overhaul is coming back and with it we uh, reservists should um, uh, should uh, refuse. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, but now he calls for all the people you know, the people who work in the Israeli airspace industry and in Rafael and all the people who produce the. You know, all the infrastructure for our security system. Yeah, he says now it should, the refusal, the draft refusal or the, you know, the refusal to to contribute to Israeli security should widen to the branches of, uh, all branches of security. Yeah, civil security branches as well. Yeah. Yeah. Additional branches of security. Now, this is a, I don't see how it's legal to call for that. Right, there's a law. There's a law against it. There is. There is a law. I, you know, my feelings on free speech. Yeah, but you also send me this law uh, more than once. Yeah, no, it is a law on the books, but uh, I don't think it's a just law. I think people should be able to say whatever they want. I think you need to, in order to arrest someone for, like, 
you should you have to be able to prove conspiracy against the state mm-hmm. um organizing people arming people forming a militia to try and uh but what does he what's his end game like he, okay they stop and we'll die like what what's the you know i don't get it the uh, the rationale no i think it's a horrible despicable disgusting thing to say yeah it's mm-hmm. doesn't it like it basically means that we uh like the call israel arevim zelezez no longer for yuval noah harari like all of israel is is uh is mutually responsible for each other Right? Mm-hmm. There's that famous Jewish proverb that's no longer relevant for you, Val Noah Harari. He doesn't see it like that. He's tearing down the walls. And like Bibi, right? Bibi's reaction was Achimanachnu to yeah. all this stuff yeah. a couple months ago. And they saw it with such, and I have plenty of criticism for Bibi, but like I really do think that that's kind of what's driving him also is this like he wants to keep everything stitched together. Mm-hmm. And and they just responded with such cynicism, like, oh. It's like the left responds to whenever there's, a, like, atrocity and, and politicians say thoughts and prayers, and the left are like, thoughts and prayers. It's like they're a bunch of fucking high school kids. You know, like, they just, <laughs> they haven't gotten past the cynical stage. It's like, yes, when something awful happens and you don't personally know the people, you try to empathize and you say thoughts and prayers. When you... When you're talking about your fellow citizens, you call them brothers because you want to uphold this idea that we're not at each other's throats because otherwise we don't have a civilized society. And they don't care. They just don't care anymore, these people. Yeah. Well, and also the the media has been pumping like refusal letters like crazy and it's, it's all fake. Yeah. Right? I mean, as far as we know. I don't think it's that they don't care as much as I think people like Yuval Noah Harari are just like media fiends and they need it. And this is just like the best fix they've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you need Levy and and <clears throat> you think that's. Uh... Yeah. Like the, the people in the media are driven by this need for Hasifa uh, for uh, exposure exposure. Right. People need to hear me. They need to like, you know, he probably thinks he's a genius and he needs to be heard. And his ideas are, wow. And Mm. I just need, I need, I need, I need, I need. And so he doesn't, I don't think he necessarily thinks about the consequences of what. I don't agree. I don't agree. I think, I think they have this um, grandeur complex, you know. Yeah. Megalomaniacs. Megalomaniacs. Yes. Um, but they 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 think that this is nineteen thirty four thirty five, and they are f- like fucking Schindler, you know. That's, they think they're. Why would they fuck Schindler? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't think I don't think that they. I don't I think, think they, they really do. Believe it. I think they do. I, I think don't... they do. They live in this, and you know, all the all the all the echo chamber around them. No, right, it forces those I don't believe, feelings. I don't believe in, in true delusion. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really don't. I don't think even, like, the Nazis, you know what I mean? Like, and God forbid anybody claims I'm comparing. I'm not comparing. I'm not making a comparison. But I'm saying that I think that there is some, like, kernel of truth inside us all. And when we deviate from it, we know 
we have a sense mm -hmm. that like and i don't and we're so far from 1933 right now in israel i don't really believe that anybody that is not delusional that's not like psychiatrically delusional can so you're saying he doesn't that. really believe what he says but he only says it for the attention yeah yeah i don't think that he that he a hundred percent stands behind it i don't think he saw so it his main goal enough. is to for the government to go down and like it's all political basically it's it's i think there yeah i think it's there's a couple of agendas at play i think he wants attention mm -hmm. right like no one remembered Yuval Noah Harari here. Now, here now we're talking about him like since homo sapiens right like no one was like and he had that interview with Barack Obama and then mm -hmm. he he keep, he pops up every once in a while yeah and he's trying to pop his head up and so he got some attention and i think also yeah he's politically driven he wants to bring down the government i don't think he really like but I, he's I, playing with fire because you know some people can listen and i don't know and I mean, implement I can't his... honestly know what's going through his head so you know it's it's just speculation right i don't know what's going through his head but i, I for me it's the benefit of the doubt like i don't want to believe that he believes this because it's like either you're a complete idiot yeah you know <laughs> i don't know anyway that's it's probably just it's, that's probably the case the, that might be the case that might be the case but but you know you 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 watch the news every day they give you the sense uh, that the IDF is coming down. It's the end of the IDF, of the Israeli Air Force. Again, with the letters, with the refusals. And I think it gets to the, to the citizens and it gets to the government too, I think. I think it does. So it, it, basically the, the law has two more. Um, you don't think it's going to pass? Let's see. Let's see. There's a week. Next Sunday or Monday. Reading. Yeah. Second, the second the and third. The second and third are together usually. Yeah. yeah. Always. Uh, always. And uh, so if it gets the next week and it passes, then it's done. And then it will be interesting because what it, it will show that all those protests and all this disruption and all, all of this no, nonsense. They'll, go back, they'll fall back to the salami argument. Yeah. But it will show to them that all their effort is meaningless. I don't you know think it's meaningless for and not in my eyes we passed like this is for me it goes in order of priority mm -hmm. uh the committee for choosing judges um the um the legal advisors legal advisors and then the reasonability I, I'm not sure if reasonability, because I don't know how I feel about Piscati de Gabut. Mm -hmm. The over, over, override, clause. override clause. I think the, yeah. Yeah, I think reasonability and then override clause. Mm -hmm. So so this is, for me, like, you know, third or fourth on the list. So what right. does that make it? 10, 15%? Of it's like, just one layer of salami in your delicious salami sandwich. Yeah. And I want my salami sandwich. I'm hungry. <laughs> Stacked. <man>. I'm hungry. <laughs> Okay. okay. There's okay. a doctor strike coming up too, right? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So doctors also said public health yeah. staff planned strike if overhaul not halted. Times of Israel. So I wonder how it would look like. Like if I, you know, I have a heart attack and like, you know, I go to the hospital. Excuse me, doctor. I think I'm having a heart attack. Nope. 
Sorry. I, I, I cannot lift my left hand, you know. I read on the internet. It means I'm having a heart attack. I have this pain in the nope. the left side of the no. chest. You're not having a heart attack. <laughs> the dictator. I'm not sure I can stand, doctor. Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> but you're here. Can't you just, you know, do the mm. stethoscope thingy no. and listen to Resist. The... <laughs> Resist. <laughs> What about the, you have this oath, the... Hippocratic Hippoc- oath? Hippocratic. Fuck that. <laughs> He's dead for 3,000 years already. Yeah. The guy's dead. He was a dictator. <laughs> uh, staff at public hospitals and clinics plan to go on strike if the government doesn't halt its controversial efforts to overhand the judiciary, according to a report mm. Thursday. So it's actually staff... Because I was thinking maybe it's just like the coupot, even though that's still pretty awful because... The clinics, like, there's people, you know, I'm sure that the medical apparatus works in a way where that's some line of defense, right? I'm so, I'm sure some people arrive at the clinic and then they realize, oh, shit, something bad is happening and they get moved on to yeah, a hospital. For sure. Or they arrive to the clinic for some dire need or something, like, you know, to renew medication or whatever it is. Or, you know, they're still they're still providing a medical service, and medical services wherever they are, it doesn't need to be the intensive care unit. Can all, often lead to worse medical outcomes, and worse medical outcomes can mean death. Mm-hmm. But they're talking about public hospitals, yeah, like actual staff at hospitals. That's yep. just insane. <laughs> Unnamed officials within is the Israeli Medical Association told Channel Thirteen that there is a consensus among public health workers on the matter. It was unclear at what stage of the legislative process the potential stoppage would be called. That's just insanity. That's just insanity. Uh, You know what else is insane? Chairman of the Israeli Medical Association. You know what else is insanity? What? Taxes. Taxes are pretty crazy. Taxes are insane. Can you tell us your story without revealing too much? But just... uh, yeah. Give us a little taste. Yeah. So speaking of, you know, why I want a right-wing government, but <laughs> well, why I'm also why disappointed. I want to move to Portugal. Why I'm also disappointed with the current right-wing government. Um, taxes in Israel are just absolutely insane. Um, they're, the level of taxation here is insane. I think the highest income tax in the United States is 35%. Here mm-hmm. it's 50, basically. Right. There's a... There's a tax uh, bracket where the government's taking half. Mm-hmm. Half, as Eddie <laughs> Murphy says. They're taking half. Uh, and there's something psychological about that, right? The halfway mark. Even though 47% is just awful and 40% is awful. 35% is freaking awful. Mm-hmm. But there's something about the fact that like half my money, like I'm only working for half of it. And then I was you know, um, disappointed to discover that I recently, so I recently started a company. It's a well, well-known company, Palo Alto networks and part of basically every employment agreement at a lot of these publicly owned companies is you get, uh, equity, mm-hmm. right? So you get a certain amount of shares in the company stocks and every so often those stocks vest and then you're able, basically those stocks are now yours and you can, sell them or you can keep them as stocks and enjoy from the uh, you know accruement of value accruing value of the, of the stock price 
Um, because of some issue in my taxation, because of the fact that I'm a U.S. citizen and Israeli citizen, it doesn't make sense for me to keep them beyond the calendar year. So I, um, so I decided to sell them. I sold them almost immediately after I got them. The stock was doing well. I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell part of them, you know, in order to avoid double taxation, basically. So, um, I did so, mm-hmm. and then the original sum was. Not bad. The original sum was whatever it was. Yeah. It was X. Um, and um, and I was expecting, you know, I, I did a rough math in my head. I was like, okay, half, right? Mm-hmm. Half they'll take. The um, bastards. And it turns out that they take 62%. Hmm. 62, which means, if you think about it the other way around, I get 38%. 38% of my own goddamn money. <laughs> 38%. That's like that's like but, that's like close to a third. But why? How? They're like it's like it's like when they uh when they the government they cut a slice, right? <laughs> they cut a slice. They cut a big slice. <laughs> yeah. It's cake. like a third. The third. Give me the cake. And then they're like and you're like, "Oh, okay, fine. That's a big slice. They're about to take a third. But then they pick up the rest of the fucking cake <laughs> and they start eating it. And you're like, that's my slice? <laughs> yeah, that's your slice. No, it's mine. This, this, the rest, that's my slice. <laughs> that's my fucking slice. What you gonna do about it? <laughs> you're like, I'm not gonna do anything. But you didn't know how much they're gonna charge you? I think there was some deck where they said up to 62%. Mm. The truth is I got to I got to check with my tax accountant cuz I my accountant cuz I might be able to get like some tax return but I don't think I don't think I I don't think I am. That's Even if insane. I am it's pretty annoying. Even if I am it's going to be 50%, which just, is out, which is already just insane. Just for reference the regular taxation on stocks in Israel Twenty-five percent. No, but that that okay. You know, like again, I think taxes should be twenty percent, twenty-five percent, whatever they are. They should be for everybody. That's it. Mm-hmm. No progressive tax rate. Like because I earn more, I owe more to society. Fuck you, if you think that seriously. So do you regret <laughs> something? Um, Maybe. I mean, you know, we live in a democracy, and if that's what the majority vote for, <laughs> yeah. I will live with it reluctantly in peace and that's why i'm not going to do anything but honestly if there's any reason for people to get out into the street and like rebel it's they're stealing my money not elected officials now have the power to be elected officials but yeah anyway um it's just ridiculous but i get i get that whole like okay it's income right because i'm getting paid by my company, yeah. it's part of the money that my company gives me in compensation for the work that I am provided. <laughs> so it's income tax. <laughs> it is. Look, the thing, when they give you stock, right, The it's not like the, if you keep the stock, right, if you choose to keep the stock, you take the risk and you take the reward, right? But it's different from just the salary. A salary, it's a salary. You know what you're going to get. You know the deal. You know how much the state is going to get. When you get stocks, you get risk also, right? You know what I'm saying? But the state doesn't share the risk with you. 
They only share the reward. Yeah. So it's a bit different than a, just a salary. So yeah. I think, like, for stocks, you know, they shouldn't... They yeah, sh- no, look, in the end, there's all kinds of loopholes in the law, right? There's mm-hmm. the education fund or Keren Ishtalmut, which is like, you can put money in for six years and then you get that money tax-free. Mm-hmm. Huh? How? <laughs> because they decided that... That is a useful thing, and this is not a useful because, thing. Yeah, because the stupid people need to save money. Because, no, because the stupid people in government are stupid, and because a lot of people that vote for the stupid people in government are stupid. But because it doesn't matter. The point is, you're right. Ultimately, it's just another way to take money from people who have managed to accrue wealth. Yeah. And so they're saying, because you don't have a poor person who gets Don't you think you should have just kept them for another 50 years or something? No, no, no. I would have had to now pay double taxes. Basically, there's different tax events. Do you really want to turn this into a tax podcast? (laughs) I can explain it to you. (laughs) Have pity on our audience. I'll tell you later. uh, Yeah. Yeah, kill me softly <laughs> yeah. later. But that sucks, man. That really yeah. sucks. It's really upsetting. I was I was like viscerally upset. Yeah. When yeah. I when I found out, I was I we were at my sister's um housewarming, just the family. Mm-hmm. I was sitting on the couch and I just got like the note, the little the thing from the bank. And I was like, "What?" I looked at the amount and I like did the quick math and I was like, "That's not half." Like, I I'm pretty sure I I know what half is, and that's not half. You need to divide it by two. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't know. And I was like, my dad's a mathematician. I was like, is this half? <laughs> He's like, that's not half. And I was really, I was really upset. It took me like, it took me like a good 10 minutes to calm down. Yeah. I was really upset. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, you can we buy me burger. Thank God, buy me that a burger. We have the, what we have. Like yes. really, to finish on a positive note, you got to be grateful for what you have. It's not understood, mm-hmm. and I thank God every day that I have what I have. Yes, and that's it. Um, so, no talk about the upcoming war with Lebanon. Uh, I mean, we could. There's Isn't an upcoming there always war. An with, upcoming war yeah. with Lebanon. Yeah, there's an upcoming war with, with Lebanon, guys. So. Yeah, you think so? I don't know. That's the talk in the street. That's the talk you know. on the on the streets of Beirut. Yeah. What's left of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be pretty... It could. It has the potential to be devastating, right? Because they've amassed like 150,000 yeah. rockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be... It's going to be bad. And if it's, in, if it's intertwined with rebellion of Israeli Arabs, we can be doomed. Because basically the worst... Case in like you have grave problems like how will the IDF mobilize to the north at all? What do you mean? Uh, there's a They're contingency gonna, of the United you of the IDF. They, they you know the Arabs up might north anyway. No, but if you want to reinforce the forces, okay, right? You need to mobilize from the south from all, ki- all kinds You're of places. You're saying they'll cut off like in Vadiaga or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the the military is able to pave roads, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, 
ultimately in the end the military finds yeah. itself sometimes in in places where there's no infrastructure and it actually creates infrastructure yeah, within days yeah it, it, so it'll like, be but it'll be messy but it could in those days it could be devastating yeah. messy and then you'll have civil strikes like you know most of truck drivers in israel are arab and uh, two years ago they already one day they like in the 2021 riots they didn't show up for one day you know what and, terrifies me about and, them and, being truck drivers is that like they're on the road and these trucks are like terrifying they're huge like when you're in a car driving next to these like cement uh trucks and yeah. like whatever they're just you know they're they're huge trucks mm-hmm. and i always get this like this eerie eerie like when one is you know you're driving down a two-way street with no barrier in the middle yeah but it's like a highway so you're both driving like 80 90 kilometers an hour right but they mobilize you uh, just like it's like what's stopping them from like Chuck. i hate his room <laughs> yeah and they they move all the bread the flour you know all the basic stuff yeah um so rebellion could be yeah we're gonna have like a but i think you know we talked about this with michael oren another plug listen to the podcast when it comes out but i i do think that like israeli arabs have something in the back of their head that says we got it better here than we would have it anywhere else Mm -hmm. and i know that there's a conflicting chip in the other side culturally speaking you know it doesn't have to do with the genetics don't get on my case but Culturally speaking, there's another thing on the other side that's like very respect and honor driven. And so the idea of the Nakba is like very in in Arab culture is is very painful and like but I, I, I feel like those are conflicting ideas. And a lot of the times the fact that like you know, that they, they're they're comfortable here. They have a good life here, relatively speaking. Mm-hmm. You know, and if Hamas or the PA are going to take over, like they have it way better than anybody in the Gaza Strip, Lebanon, or the West Bank, right? And I think they know that. I want to. I have to. I have to believe. One they must do. hope. One must hope. Okay. All right. On that optimistic note, <laughs> uh, guys, thanks for listening. Thank you. Um, stay tuned. Stay tuned for next time for cool guests coming up, and smell you later. Peace. Bye bye.